Well, welcome back to the From the Pub podcast. This is episode four. Um, if you haven't had the chance to listen to episode three, yeah, that's because it took us <laughs> about two weeks to publish. Uh, we had a slight issue with the podcast housing platform uh, trying to shut us down. Uh, we're obviously getting too popular, too massive, or you know, something like that. Um, but uh, no, we're back. Um, we are back. That's for sure. I'm Ethan. I'm joined here by Charlie, as always. And um, yeah, well, Charlie, how's, how's your week been, mate? It's been about a week since I spoke to you, even though it's been about a day since we released the last podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cheers for that last podcast, mate. That was that was excellent. I'm really oh, really pleased I turned up to that one, mate. Yeah, good, mate. No, yeah. Really, to be fair, really pleased yeah. I did, did all that stuff just for um, just for that company to you know really stick us in the weeds there, mate. Yeah, there was a lot of um, we put a lot of effort into those Southgate rants, mate, and uh, really for good. them to be delayed considerably but anyway mate now i've yeah. um i've had a i've had a good week first good. week back and uh, mate, i'm not sure if you can see for the listeners at home i'm uh, pretty drenched right now and it's not sweat oh, i was gonna say you uh, <laughs> yeah nice. yeah despite me walking up a hill to get here it isn't sweat but, uh, <laughs> all right yeah i'll have to say word on that one mate yeah mate I, i'd like to I've seen uh, you sweat from doing less so <laughs> mate i'd like to quickly start by saying that all weather forecasts are absolutely trash Considering I had zero percent chance of, of rain coming up there, and yeah. um, I've been absolutely torrentialed. <laughs> torrentialed. Good, that's good a, job, that's mate. a verb, mate. Yeah, yeah, good, mate. I don't know what oh. it's like out there in America, mate, but the you, you know the forecast over here, it's, it's uh, tough. yeah, yeah. It, uh, the forecast in America is not much better. Um, so sometimes when you know when the hot temperatures are forecast, it, it's a little bit better. Um, but like things like snow, it's fucking useless for. Mm. Like, it'll tell you it's going to snow, but the amount that it guesses is always, you know, fucking shot in the dark. So Mate, it's, uh, when, it's when Apple weather says Thursday lightning. And it's just like, <laughs> you just get that small little icon saying thunderstorms and yeah, you rock up yeah, all right, day. Right. I reckon it's drizzle yeah. for about yeah, three yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah. We'll see about that one, mate. Yeah. 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 Well, cheers, Apple. Yeah. Good lightning, mate. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why they shut us down, mate. But honestly, mate, do you know, I, I was trying to think. I was like, "Who's out there for us, mate? Who's out there? Who shut us down?" They put our podcast on hibernation for a week, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't even know that was a thing, honestly. Um, <laughs> and I'm still sort of working out how that's happened. I think it's something to do with a slightly dodgy credit card payment um, situation. Um, but it's it's you know it's just disappointing, you know, put all that work in and 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 yeah. you know the big guns are trying to shut you down. <laughs> you can't do much about it, mate. Your hands oh, are tied. You, know, you can't fight the big companies these days, mate. It's it's, <laughs> it's just hard work and. Uh, you know, we were doing our bit, mate, as, as best we can to spread the word. And some people yeah, don't like it, clearly. Right then, um, discuss this in episode three, but you might not have yeah, listened yeah, I did to know. it. I, yeah. At least about 20 minutes before this episode. Um, we've got an American, an actual American, coming on the show to discuss the Ryder Cup with us. Oh, amongst brilliant. other things. Hank Moody, mate. Top tier <laughs> American bloke. Great American name there as well. So you know he's going to know his stuff, right? Yeah, looking forward to seeing Hank. We'll see, mate. He's on the way in. I've admitted him into the, the meeting. Let's see. Uh, oh, here we go. Mate, oh. great camera. Here we go. Wee! There we go. Good, thanks, buddy. Good, thanks. Yourself? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, the American accent is silky. Yeah, it's mate. Lovely to have you, Hank Moody. Yeah, we're here to talk some golf, huh? That's yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're actually we were discussing this on our on our last episode that didn't actually get released in the end. But um, we're we're both single figure handicaps now. Despite ah, okay, despite my man Charlie never having broken eighty in his entire career, he's a single digit handicap. Are you yeah, really? Mate. What's your index? Um, nine point nine. So you just got it down. Yep, and mate, absolute burglary. Okay. The highest okay. order. Okay. Know? So not I'm long gonna... ago, what's that? Not long Go ago, on. I was uh, I was 24 handicapper, mate. Not long ago. Yeah. I've, I've How heard... long ago? A few months. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, well, that's pretty good work. I mean, I've been stuck at um, oh god, 16, 17 for a couple of years now. I just can't get it down. Yeah. Well, double figures. And what's mate. your secret? Oh, well, hard work, grinding, you know, just, just get out to the range, you know, just, just oh, get out to the That's great advice. I'll take that with me. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Well, mate, good. it's good to have you on. You know? Charlie, well, thank you, you for having you, me. Um, Charlie, do you know where the range is at our golf club? Yes. 
Somewhere around the back, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah somewhere around the back. That's right. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, mate. Yeah, no, um, Hank, you uh, you won't know this, but I've I've played a, a hell of a lot of golf with Charlie here, and um, back in the day, as in a year ago, um, this man had one of the one of the most phenomenal slices you could ever possibly hope to to see. Um, would would aim. There's one hole in particular at our course, number two, where there's OB left and right. So you can imagine just sort of, you're sort of easing into your round and you, you walk up to a tee box with OB left and right. It's kind of a nightmare. Um, and so this man, to avoid hitting it OB right, would would line up and, and aim around 30, 40 yards OB left with the intention of hitting a sort of, what, Charlie, 60, 70 yard slice into the fairway? Yeah, mate. And, and you know what happened? Every single time went right down the middle, you know? And you'd be able to bring that back in. Yeah, mate, I've, I, I can use it on tap. You know, it's it's just like a cut at this point. Just to... no, no double cross. No. Oh, whatever, yeah, yeah. Whatever that is the the very occasional double cross where it stayed dead straight left, and you've, you've yeah, you you got the dreaded straight, the dreaded straight. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. You know, tough times, mate. But you know, it shows how far I've come. Yeah. You know? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the other the other thing he um. He has the he has a good mentality, I'd say, for a high handicap golfer because you'll never see him get you'll never see him get angry on the course. Uh, we play with another mate of ours who plays off a similar handicap and calls himself every every bad word in the book during the course of a round. But Charlie will just sort of stay right in the middle. And I'll never forget we played this tournament together, which was a stable for with handicaps when he was playing off twenty four, and we get to stroke index one, so we had two shots on the hole. And he's hit like, the best drive I've ever seen him hit, and the best approach shot. And he had maybe what ten feet for birdie, Charlie. Which mate, bre- breaking all over the place. Yeah, yeah, but but the point is, it would have been a net hole in one on a par four with his two shots, and he four pied <laughs> for a super casual six, but you know net par. And he he walked off the hole, and we're, I was like absolutely gutted for him, like thinking he was going to be angry. And he just walked off and went, yeah, well, you know, net par, and you know, move on to the next hole. Nothing wrong with that. I was happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, Hank, I've got I've got a question for you. Who's your who, who's your least favorite European golfer who who's playing at the minute? You know, I won't accept Ian Poulter. So I'm okay with Poulter. I'm okay with Poulter. Um, I actually appreciate um, what he brings to Ryder Cups. Mm. Um, I like the competitiveness. Who is my least favorite golfer right now? Um, so I was looking at the Ryder Cup team this morning. Um, that you guys have in there. Mm. I don't know if there's anybody I truly, truly dislike um, on the European roster. Um, nobody I really have a problem with. It would have been Sergio without a doubt. Um, it would have been Sergio Garcia without a doubt. Yeah. yeah so, so, so we don't have a we don't have a Patty Reed amongst our ranks, do we? No, uh, no, no. So I, everyone. I mean, I quite like the roster. I think they're going to give. Uh, I think they're going to give the Americans all they can handle. Um, and I'm really, really worried um, about the foursomes, depending on what the matchups look like um, mm. for the Americans. Yeah. Well, yeah, J- so JT's going to get slapped up, mate, every single game. I think we all know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he played – I think he played all right this weekend. I didn't yeah. see much of it. Um, but I think he played all right this weekend. But really weak field, gettable course. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that's too much for him to be, you know. Yeah. We're, uh, we're not – we're not big Justin Thomas fans on this podcast. If you couldn't tell already. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's funny being American. Even I, I'm not a big fan of uh, Spieth. Really don't like Spieth. Hmm. Um, really, really don't like Spieth. I don't like Spieth, um, and I do not like DeChambeau or Mickelson. Um, those three are the three that I have a I have a huge <laughs> problem with. Yeah, Wait, you got no problem with the European players. You just hate all the American lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Brooks Kepka. Um. Love Victor Hovland on your team. Um, yeah, I like big game hunters. I'm mm. um, guys yeah, who go saw, out to win um, big ones. Yeah. I saw Victor Hovland at uh, Wentworth yesterday. Got um, got uh, day four tickets to the BMW PGA in uh, in England. Oh, you uh, saw you were there. I was there and um, saw in a bit of a mess on the par three, but he's he's a proper player, mate. Saw uh, Tommy Fleetwood about an inch away from dunking on a par three. Crazy. Yeah, that was good. I, I like Fleetwood. He put a big, big run in. Um, I think it was at Shinnecock. He put a was it at Shinnecock or Aaron Hills? I think it yeah, was Shinnecock. No. Well, he put so, the run in. Shinnecock was the one Kevin, where, didn't he? 
Yeah, the US Open, the Kepco one where Fleetwood posted like he posted plus. And that would have been at Shinnecock, I believe. And that's yeah. when um Mickelson um hit that moving putt on yeah, Saturday, right. if you remember right. the moving yeah. ball. Yeah. Um, the, so we won't go into it today, but if you guys have me back on, um, I'll share a story about how Phil Mickelson tried to uh fight me at the Western Open in uh 2010. Well, I'll that's... save that for a future edition. <laughs> okay. Uh, that does sound good. That does sound good. Um, what are you? Uh, what are you as an American? Are you are you optimistic about finally winning one on European soil? So I don't know much about the track. Um, I know it was just redone. From what I understand, I think they want to make a lot of the guys make a choice off the tee in terms of some of the bunker positioning in the fairways um, and trying to make it tough on the guys who do hit the long ball to make a choice in laying up or hitting it straight. I don't know if that's what you guys have read. Um, I like the Americans in the four balls. Um, I'm worried about the foursomes. Um, Matt, I mean, the singles are always tough. Um, you know, I'll be betting the singles pretty heavily. That's what I prefer to bet on because um, I'll have a pretty, you know, I'll have a feel on who to bet there. Yeah. Um, but I, I get really worried, you know, on the foursomes being an American fan. Um, I think we can get in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always a flip side to it. Like we we kind of need to win those matches, so there's like a strange momentum side to it where like we we can't really afford to drop foursomes matches. That's that's historically just been the thing we we've controlled. So um, you saw it, uh, Whistling Straits, like we didn't, and that Ryder Cup got out of hand pretty quick as a result. So, um, but I think I think our team compared with the last one is is miles better, Charlie. I mean, mm. I don't know, just looking at the names, man, it, it looks a lot more promising, doesn't it? I just think it's as simple as you take the top three, I mean, of four in the world. I mean, Scheffler's obviously unbelievable player, but the, the quality of golfers we've got this year. I mean, there's a couple of rogue, there's a couple of rogue ones like um, Aubert, Aberg, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. The I amateur? Saw, I saw, yeah. So, well, yeah, I mean, he's he's been pro for about, what, six months or something? Yeah. I think. Okay. Yeah, but, um, just about, he was in the U.S. college, right? Is that right? Mate, that I, I, I'm not entirely sure, but um, lads, I, I'll be honest with you. It's, 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 this is going to be the first proper Ryder Cup I've, I'm going I'm to watch all the way through because I was I was a bit of a bit of a slow taker to the Ryder Cup, but I'm not sure historically how pure like amateurs slash early professionals perform in these things. You know, mm. whether they succumb to the pressure or whether they genuinely just go out. You know nothing in their head you know i'm not really sure that's going to happen yeah it is interesting you've still got a few of on this team of like the the sort of old reliable characters so what you sort of have to hope is that they can kind of mesh it together quite nicely um you think like guy like justin rose um mcroy's done a number of these things now shane lowry um players who've kind of done and been there before and then you know, Fleetwood has, has obviously got a great record in the, in the Ryder Cup in Europe. Um, and so there are a few rookies, but generally you'd, you'd like to think those older players can kind of hold that all together quite nicely. They're good players. You I mean, I, are you guys excited about Hatton, though? I mean, I think Hatton can really putt. Um, oh, mate. I saw um, I saw Hatton hold an absolute monster from the fringe. I was basically standing next to him yesterday. <laughs> Mate, oh, crazy. Really? He went on an absolute rampage yesterday, mate. That's it's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Him yeah. and um... so I mean, you, you get guys like him putting, if he's putting well. I mean, alternate shot, somebody like Matt Fitzpatrick um could be really, really good. Shane Lowry, alternate shot, really, really good. Um, you know, I, I still do get worried, honestly, about Rory. I know he can be a bit of the uh the heartbeat, but um he'd better figure out how to putt. Um, and you could say the same thing for Scheffler as well. Mm. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see McIlroy, honestly, like whether he takes on the role of, you know, because the one thing they don't have, you talked about liking what Poulter brings to the table. And the last kind of three Ryder Cups, even when Poulter hasn't really been an in individual form, he's sort of squeaked into the team and then found a way to play the great golf that we need him to. Um, mm -hmm. It's the first one without him, um, and I don't know the actual date, but I would imagine it's the first Ryder Cup they played without him since the early 2000s, mm. 2002, 2004, something like that. I mean, he's been, you know, ever present in that team as a big character. It'd be interesting to see if McElroy kind of rises to that or crumbles under it a little bit. I think it might be one of those where it goes one or two ways because he's very much the 
the like vocal and emotional leader of that squad now for sure looking at it well Mate, you, yeah, you say all that but look at these rosters top to bottom i mean i almost come up with more questions on the american team than i do on your team um you know i look at this team you know somebody like scheffler i actually think he, he can fit quite well in alternate shot i like him there um, in terms of what he can do out of the rough with his irons. Um, he's pretty good off the tee. Now, putting could be a problem. Um, but, you know, as I'm going down this roster I've got here, Wyndham Clark, questions. Yeah. Brian Harmon, questions. Yeah. Max Homa, questions for me. Uh, Patrick Cantley, questions for me. Um, confident in Xander. I think he's done well in these types of events. I don't know what his stats are. Um, Kepka, he's never lost a singles match. Um, Spieth, I know his record's good, but, you know, he's had the yips, if you recall, two, three years ago. Yeah. And as you go down this list, I mean, more Cowell great with the irons. Fowler refound his game. I don't know. I'm, I am worried as I look at the names. Yeah, I mean, certainly the one thing I would say is that if you look at the teams from two years ago and compare them to now, I'd say the European team looks a lot better and I wouldn't go as far as to say the American team looks worse, but it's definitely not improved. Um, you know, you look at the guys who were there last year that, that aren't there now. Um, and then also just on our side of things, you know, you look at that team last year and um, people like Wiesberger, Casey, Westwood, Garcia, Poulter. And, and obviously, so, you know, some of those guys have had great careers for Team Europe, but they were very much on the way down. Um, so... The guys that have replaced them, I think I'm pretty optimistic about Percy Charlie. I don't know what you think on that, mate, but it, it just looks like we're heading in the right direction. Home soil, you, you'd like to think they'll find a way to dig it out, get the crowd going. Yeah, mate, I think I think it's, it's tough to say. I think you're un, not undoubtedly, but close to being outright favourites because, you know, you, you talk about you talk about home soil, you talk about quality of player. But um, I, I thought it was an interesting point about emotional leadership of McElroy. I mean, I remember seeing McElroy just sort of bawling his eyes out last year, crying. And I mean, I'm not really sure that's that's what you want sort of leading the front of, of Team Europe. But I mean, obviously, unbelievable player. It's just going to be interesting without Ian Poulter. Who, yeah. Who's going to really lead the, the, the character, you know, in terms of getting pumped up? If it turns out we're, we're, we're three or four points down at some point, who's going to... What about, you know, about Rombo? What do you think about Rombo playing that role? Can he do it? I mean, I mean, obviously, mate, it's it's just it's just whether he. There's all this talk about you know when he controls his emotions. You know, obviously, I think he's his absolute best when he's sort of playing, you know, at at his own place when he's calm. And sometimes when he gets it, gets lets the emotions get the better of him. It's whether it makes him a better or worse player. You know. Yeah, I think I think the other thing is, this is the first sort of generation of players where all the European guys have have played in America their whole careers basically you look at like like Poulter and Westford when they was coming up played their golf on the European tour so they weren't all like buddy buddy with all the American guys and I just think for like guys like Ram and McElroy and 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 maybe even Hovland to a degree where it's like they play on the PGA tour and so they're mates with all the American guys they're going to have to go and play against and I think that's that element that we're going to miss this year of like somebody who really takes it personal to you know get up in the grill and, and takes that personal account of wanting to win and um, not, not necessarily like hating the opponent, but you, you need that extra bit of fire in you. Do you know what I mean? And I, I don't necessarily know that those guys are going to find that as as well as the previous ones did. The Garcias, the Polters, players like them who who really took it took it personally. Um, but I, I mean, that's it though. It's, it's gonna it's gonna take one of those guys stepping up and and doing that because as you said, I mean, I think the thing for us is you know we always knew you'd have certain people you could rely on to not just get themselves their, their work done, but rally the rest of the team. And um, That's the one, one concern I have going into it, but I'm not, I wouldn't suggest that the Americans necessarily have that ready to go either. You know, I mean, who, who are you looking at uh, Hank and, and you look at them and you say, that's the guy who's going to, going to change things around if it's not going well. I think it's worse off, honestly. Um, I don't have the roster up um, from whistling straights, but maybe that's, you know, Zach Johnson's thinking behind, including somebody like JT. Um, I'm not a huge buyer in that idea. Um, maybe they think it's Spieth. Um, I, I don't trust Spieth um, if I need to win something. 
Um, so then it's like, like where are you going to go? Um, is it Scheffler, best ball striker in the world? Well, maybe that's Hovland now, but you know what I mean? Does, yeah. does he does he rally them, though, vocally? I don't think he's that guy. No. Um, and, and then you get somebody like Kepka. I, I still think he's the best player in the world. And what I mean by best player in the world is I want to win big. And he wins bigger than anyone. But he's not really always the team sport guy, right? Yeah. Um, he's the guy who wants to go out and get it. And he's not going to rely on anybody else. And he's just going to intimidate you and outmuscle you. So as we go through that roster, I think it's a huge question mark to your point. Yeah. And this is the other thing I was going to say, um, either as a player or some kind of a vice captain, um, Tiger has been involved in pretty much everything to this point since he came onto the scene. He's not a vice captain for this Ryder Cup. He's not the captain. He's obviously not playing. Do you think that will have any impact? I mean, these guys, you know, they worship him. Will that will him not being around have a have an impact? Do you think? Man, it's a really really good question. Um, I don't know how much it will. Um, I'd hope it wouldn't. Um, I'm almost more worried on impact of some of these guys are. You know, I feel like they're kind of refining their games. They're still searching for it. Um, whereas this is going to be some of the brightest lights that some of these American guys have played under. I'm worried they're not going to be ready for this. Um, that's more of what I'm worried about. Um, yeah. Max Homa, sure, he's won some tournaments, you know, but some of these things he's won, I mean, yeah, he won at Tory, I think, this year, um, or maybe he's won Genesis. Uh, but, um, you know, I think he's won, he, a lot of tournaments he's won are, uh, you know, resort courses, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then you get a guy like Sam Burns, a good putter, but he's had trouble with uh, other parts of his game. Harmon's just coming up. Um, you know, JT's lost, like you guys are saying, I don't know, I'm worried, guys. That's that's really what I'm worried about. It's like, I feel like the American roster is actually six or eight guys, not 12. And I feel like you guys have a full 12-person roster that you can really play with for that weekend. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I don't know I, I don't know if it's America and the American team not picking who you think should be in the team. I don't know if you think they've missed anyone in particular who, who you'd rather see there. Or it's just that they they tend to pick this sort of hub of players that always sort of are somehow there, however well or bad they're playing. You know, I, I just don't know if you think that there's anyone they've missed out, you know, that could potentially have made this team better. One guy only. Um, I would have no doubt put Dustin Johnson onto the team. I don't think it's close. I, you know, I know he hasn't played all that well. I know he's the live guy. Um, but he's risen up for some pretty big moments in the past. Um, and I don't know if you guys remember, I think it was at Olympia Fields two or three years ago in the BMW. He and Rom went back and forth um, on that Sunday afternoon, making bomb after bomb putts. Um, and I think he'd be ready for something like this. Um, so I'd rather have him in there than a guy like Sam Burns or a guy like Justin Thomas. Um, but I think um, I think some recent form in the live um, is what eventually – you know, cost him his ticket. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's an interesting point about Liv because, uh, sorry, mate, it's just an interesting point about Liv. How everyone just seems to think that they're they're not playing golf. <laughs> I mean, Kepka sort of comes in and win, like plays unbelievable in the majors. Just you know, just wants to go out there and win big things. But I just feel like it's almost like Liv players get forgotten. You know, they're still unbelievable players, some of the best in the world. Yeah. You know? You got the best. You got the best major champion currently on tour on live, and you've got the best putter in the world currently on tour on live in Cam Smith. Um, I'm with you. I don't quite understand it. Yeah, yeah, fair. Well, especially because it seems like they kind of ironed out some of the uh, some of the controversies surrounding it. Or you know, like the the um, so the Saudi the, the public investment fund. They like they bought the stake in the PGA Tour. It'll seem like that was all going in the right direction in terms of unifying global golf and then it's come around to this and it was it was a little bit of a surprise that it didn't even feel like that conversation was that extensive you know it was just like oh no well it's it's does he take jt or this other guy and um you know i mean i was i was a little bit gutted for um i don't know what your thoughts would be on this i was a little gutted that keegan bradley didn't get the shout um i thought I thought last week he had that chance at the BMW. He could have automatically qualified if he'd come third and he kind of crumbled a little bit. So maybe, maybe he lost the captain pick because of that. But 
he's a guy who you know would at least get riled up and involved and that kind of stuff in this and was actually on paper playing good golf too um so i mean as you said dj i think keegan was the other one where i was he's the only other one where i'm kind of glad he's not in the team from a european perspective and you both you both would have taken so you're happy you're happy keegan's not on the team i assume you're probably happy dj's not on the team as opposed to someone like sam well, burns for example. you're right yeah there's like four names on that roster and i'd say it's the, it's the few you mentioned. I mean, Burns, Harmon, and Clark in particular, I'm, I'm not really that scared of, um, especially in Europe. I, I would expect them to get just overwhelmed by the occasion a little bit, at least at first. And um, I'd say, yeah, I'm, I'm glad DJ's not in instead of one of those. And, and probably the same thing I'd say for Keegan, yeah. Charlie, I mean, about that? No, mate. I, I think it's a, a huge point about scare factor and these kind of things. You, you're almost thinking about who would the other team really not want to be here? Yeah, you know, and I think that it's it's going to count for so much in terms of, you know, just the whole tournament. But um, mate, it's these funny things like you know you got you got to take Wyndham Clark. There's these picks you you got to take. You you got to take Brian Harmon. I, I don't know what they're called in terms of the picks, but um, yeah, the qualifier. I think <laughs> you, you've almost been slightly, you know, um, uh, you've been played an unfair card in terms of the players you've got in those <laughs> in those automatic picks. When we've in our automatic picks, we've just we've got six pretty outstanding players, you know. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. One could make the case. I'm not necessarily doing it here, but Wyndham Clark got in right because he won the U.S. Open. Um, one could make the case, though, if you looked at the scoring on Thursday at LACC in the afternoon wave versus the morning wave, and you had a couple guys go out in the afternoon wave with really low scores. I believe he was in that group with Fowler. And the guys in the morning wave, you know, they did not have the, as good of conditions, I believe. I'd, I'd want to check that. But where I'm going with it is, sometimes, I'm not saying he won just because of a wave, but sometimes an advantage like that yeah. can propel you to winning a tournament, which can propel you to getting into a qualifying thing. Just as, for example, Brooks Kepka missed automatic qualification by, I think it was 28 points or something. I think it was the equivalent of $28,000. In, in earnings this year because he wasn't allowed to play. Yeah. Um, so he almost automatically qualified by playing in four events. Yeah. It's not that yeah. crazy. So just there's something to what you play in, what you're allowed to play in, and when your wave is yeah. that can influence these things. Yeah. Well, it's actually funny. We I joke, Hank, with my uh, with my dad sometimes about the fact, you know, when we watch golf tournaments, we're, we're very rarely supporting an American winning. Um, but what we do say is that in a Ryder Cup year, if an American is going to win, let's let's have it be someone kind of random and obscure, you know, someone yeah. that you're not going to be too scared of come September time because it's that exact thing. It's like you end up in a situation where those guys have to get on the plane and uh, no one's really scared of them, you know? And possibly, I always I always wonder if this ends up paying a factor. Like, I can't imagine any of those big names particularly want to play with them when it comes to foursomes and four balls and things like that, you know? Um, well, I got two questions for you guys. One... First one, what did you make of JT making this team for the Americans? And then two, as you look at the American team and you think about the four balls and the foursomes, how would you actually think about staffing the roster in these matches? And where I'm going with it is, do you care about these guys' feelings? Do you want to see what each guy can bring on day one? Or do you have a strong game plan in terms of playing a limited roster Maybe if you guys only get to play one match of the four opportunities, right, in the first two days, how would you guys think about it? Um, Ethan, mate, I'll take the first question because I'm not quite qualified to take the second one. But, um, uh, mate, in terms hey, of... You're Jason... a single, single digit handicap now, mate. You can answer all these. Yeah, you're just about, mate. But, yeah, mate, I, I'm, to be honest, I was buzzing when Zach Johnson chose uh, JT because it's just, it's just one of those classic picks where he's... He's tried to make it sound like, I know he's got a great record. He's tried to make it sound like, oh, you can't leave him at home. You know, you'd be a waste. You can't leave him at home. But actually, it just it just feels like he, he's part of that hub of players who who it just feels like they won't leave at home for the next one or two Ryder Cups, including, you know. So, mate, I think most of Europe absolutely buzzing to see JT in their team. You know, and I think they knew it was coming. Yeah. it's It's interesting. There's that slight nagging fear of like oh god what if we have to watch him suddenly find his best golf and 
and act like. And what if he starts making putts for the first time in the year? You know, and I said, there's a reason we're not massive fans of his. It's because when he does start making putts, he tends to act like a a bit of a knobhead about it. But you know, it's there's that slight nagging fear, but then the rational part of your brain goes, yeah, but actually he is playing genuinely awful golf. He didn't make the FedEx Cup playoffs, for example. Um, And if you look at the list of guys who did make the FedEx Cup playoffs. There's a lot of guys on that list who you're like, well, they're not actually that special or impressive. So the fact they're ahead of him is is pretty astonishing. And you know, it's, I said it's it's a bit of a not really sure. We'll see how it goes. But I, I think to the point you made about picking teams, if you're going to take him, I think you have to put him out the first morning. I think if you're taking him for the emotional side of things then you have to put that out and back yourself to do it in the first morning and see how it goes. And um, I don't have a prediction necessarily on how that's all going to work out, but um, I think if you're going to take him, you've got to, got to trust him is, would be my point. Um, whether they do that or not, I, you know, it will be very genuinely interesting to see. I think you put him out, you put him with Spieth, you use the matchup that's worked before and, and hope that he, he finds the magic based on that. Outside of that, I don't. I don't think there's anything else you can do because if you're being rational, you wouldn't pick him for any of the matches. You wouldn't have him in the team either. So it, it's like you, you're playing with the emotional side of it. If you're going to do that, you put him out first morning with Spieth. I think. Yeah. So what I find interesting, if if I was Zach Johnson, from a a job security standpoint, I know he only gets to do this once, um, but to save face, I'm with you on putting JT in even for slightly different reasons. I see the emotional side too. Um, if I really wanted to win this thing, if I was Zach Johnson, I think I would be a little, little cautious and reluctant to use some of the guys that you've listed as, I'm not afraid of these guys. Yeah. Um, because, you know, when we've played you guys in the past, when you guys get that lead on Sunday, and then if you send out your big boys to start the morning for the singles, mm-hmm. um, you could roll us over pretty good. Um, so if I was gambling on this event um, and running this team, which you I would be, be right? I would, I will be betting, but I would be aggressively playing Scheffler and Kepka. I would honestly play them every single match. I would play them every single match. Um, I think both of them are so great with their irons. I think if you've got great iron players, I would be playing them as much as you could um, because they're, you know, both Scheffler and Kepka, they've shown you this year in majors too, out of the rough fairway bunkers. Um, they can execute and find a way to get that ball in the green to try to make par and have a hole. Um, so that's what I would be thinking about because right now, top to bottom, I actually like the, I like the Euro roster, um, the European roster more than the American roster. Um, so if you said everybody's got to play an equal balanced amount, um, I would fade the Americans if that was required. Lads, I, I I don't know I don't know how differently you see this Justin Thomas pick to like the the last time Poulter got picked because I seem to remember Poulter was was not playing well at the time, but he was he was like an emotional pick. Yeah, and um, it was the same thing. I, 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 I take him right. You, yeah, you make well, such exactly. a good point, right? Because I think it's almost like this: we know who Poulter is, so we know what to expect. I guess that's how I've got it kind of working in my head is I know who Poulter is when he shows up to PJ tour events or whatever events he's showing up to. I know what he's kind of going to give me and they usually follow suit. And then I know what he's going to give me in the Ryder cup, which is usually tough on Americans. Um, the worry I have with JT right now is, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys have his driving accuracy stats up, but like he is not putting himself in scoring position oftentimes. And it's been expensive for him costly and I guess my worry with this, I see your comparison. I knew, I felt like I would know what I would be getting with Poulter. With Justin Thomas, I have no idea what the Americans are getting. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was almost like you can tell, like you could tell Ian Poulter's bad PGA form was all, almost because like he, he just didn't didn't have it in him. <laughs> he just yeah. he probably didn't really care about that whole event, to be honest. But then when he... Did the course not suit him? Was he uninterested? Yeah. I don't know. Could have been any of those things. Yeah. Whereas JT probably, you know, you, you can tell he's desperate to win every single PGA event he enters into. So there's there's that slight unsimilarity, you know? Yeah. So how are you guys going to be betting this? Have you given it any thought? 
Yeah, I was just going to go on a stupid question. Um, <laughs> I don't know, actually. I, I, haven't, I haven't really had the chance to, to start kind of thinking that through. I'm obviously, we'll, 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 we'll probably go match by match a little bit um, mm. and, and pick the ones we... Well, I mean, and honestly, part of it will probably be just fading the guys we've we've listed off as not really being scared of, you know? Um you know, when, when Wyndham Clark and Brian Harmon's name come up on the docket, I'll probably be saying, yeah, you know, give me the guy they're playing against and I'll, and I'll, I'll put a pretty penny on it, you know, because yeah. I think um, I think those are the guys. I just, I just don't fear him at all, to be honest with you. Yeah, what I do see, you guys I think about Fowler? Sorry, Charlie, go ahead. No, 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 mate. Great, great question. I mean, I I, I, I really like Ricky Fowler. Yeah. Okay. He's, he, he's probably one of my favourite American players. Purely because he's not very, he doesn't seem very American, <laughs> if, if you know what I mean. In terms of like, he just he just seems like, you know, he I, I rarely ever hear him say much or or celebrate much. He's not very outgoing on the course. And I just, I just I think he's brilliant. I, I mean, I, I think I'm a little bit nervous about him in terms of the Riley Cup. I just don't know which 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 Fowler's going to turn up. Is it the is it the is it the Yips Fowler or is it the Really seriously, pretty informed foul and one of the best leading players in in world golf at the minute. You know, yeah, it'll be interesting. He he's one I'm interested to see because again, you know, he played some good, really good golf this year, but then also had those moments with the pressure really on where he kind of fell away a little bit. Um, that U.S. Open in particular. I mean, you you're talking about a guy who hasn't won a major championship. I think he will regret for a long time the chance he had to chase down Wyndham Clark to win his first major. You know, <laughs> I think that's going to go yeah. down as a real opportunity missed. And um, you, know, you talk about this in any sporting event, you know, you, you always convince yourself, well, we'll be back, we'll be back, there'll be another opportunity. But sometimes that doesn't mean there'll be as good of an opportunity as the one you've given up. Um, I just wonder if for him, there might be that pressure of like, this is with his, where, where his age is game at, is all that kind of stuff. Is this that Ryder Cup for him to be, like a leading player on the team and might that just play into our favour a little bit. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that all works out, but he's a, he's another very interesting player to see how he gets on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Charlie, how are you going to bet? Mate, to be honest, but when it comes to betting, I just love going for like the, I don't know how you call it in the American style of odds, but like anything over like hundred to one, I'm on it. Right. So <laughs> anything that's like crazy. Yeah, mate. I'm looking for moonshots. Yeah, you know, like hold, hold in one, hold in one on the bar for. Oh, lights gone off. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. No, uh, the the hundreds of one he's talking. I think in American odds, that's like plus ten thousand. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So you know, big outsider fan, clearly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. My well, dad, I'm gonna be looking. What's that? Go on. My dad's a bit like that, actually, when it comes to betting. Likes, to, likes proper risk reward. Correct. Very much does. Yeah, yeah. Um, Doesn't like when I bet the favorite. I know. No, um, he does not. But you didn't do that match, last night. No? You weren't doing that last night. What's that? That thing you sent me this morning of thirty something dollars turned into damn near seven hundred. That's not bad going. No, no, no. I, I, I still am of the opinion. I, I have no evidence for this, but the uh, right the bookies are so sharp pre-game, um, and I'm not saying they're. They're, I guess by I'm now suggesting that they're not as sharp live. I just I feel like when you can watch some game flow, um, you can kind of get a sense and get some good plus odds yeah. versus betting pregame. Yeah. Um, so that was fortunate. I know he, your dad gave me enough trouble on that um, on taking chalk, so I had to hit Hovland at uh, thirty five to one um, yeah, at Olympia. Um, right? So that that oh. paid off some. That's uh, it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, I've uh, I've got a good question for you, uh, Hank. Of your of your gambling career, how 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 in the red, or 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 in the negative, or or in the positive, are you? Would you say? So phenomenal question, by the way. What I can tell you is, if I go on my DraftKings account, there is a there is a spot where you can see your balance, I believe. Yeah. Um, with all your history, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, you don't have to, you right don't have to, you don't to tell us the details. If I can so, do I'll it, just, I will. The funny thing is, gamblers in England our age just just tend to be piles, piles in 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 the red. 
yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so I, I, when I checked um, here, date, let's see if I can. So when I checked, um, it's interesting. So I don't know where I am this year. I think I'm up because I've hit some good golf bets. Mm. Um, so I hit, um, I hit Scheffler um, at the waste management. Um, I hit John Rahm at Century. Um, I hit Ricky Fowler in Detroit. I hit Kepka at the PGA. Um, and I think that was 24 to one. Um, I hit Hovland 35 to one at Olympia fields. I doubled down on Hovland again, um, down in Atlanta for the tour championship. Um, so I know I've done pretty well this year. Um, but I did look in January at my cumulative <laughs> balance on DraftKings, and I, we won't get into the amount wagered over the life of the account or anything like that. Um, that's always a scary I, big number. I, I was actually, yeah. yeah, when you look at the total dollars wagered yeah, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Um, but honest to God, and, and I can show you guys later, um, I was up $11 account to date. Um, so the main point was all this gambling um, was really a bunch of wasted time. <laughs> yeah, $11, true story. I think it was actually like $10 and 60 something cents, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, well done, mate. I'm pleased you've enjoyed yourself. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was great fun. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's often the way, though. In fairness, I think Vegas is so good that if you can break even, you're actually doing pretty well, though. Isn't that the the theory? You're right. I mean, and guys, we're talking about this now. It's interesting. I've had major success in golf this year, all to give it back in football, and basketball, and baseball. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting, actually, because because I've seen I've seen a lot of advertisements for golf betting, and like you can pay a subscription for 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 all the data they give or, or data wherever wherever again. But um, uh, yeah, you, you see you see people who've who've betted on like thirty six the last fifty PGA Tour wins, and you just think, mate, these these lads are cheating. I don't know I don't know what data they're using, but it's incredible the the accuracy you can get in a sport like golf, which should supposedly be pretty hard to bet on. Yeah, yeah, I'm not aware of that information. I I don't. Are there guys who are using a bunch of data and statistics? Mate, there is. I know exactly what he's talking. I don't yeah. know any of the details, either, but there is. There yeah. is something. There's there's a a stat line prediction thing, and I think it's like I I, I, try, I don't know if it was wins or like top fives or something like that, but like they predicted for a certain number of tournaments in a row. Yeah, they predicted someone to finish top five, and they did. And they weren't ever picking like rank outsiders, but it was pretty yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mate, it's it's incredible. They they basically they 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 just like, get a whole load of data and they look at the course. They plug in the course. They plug in the the um the uh, the, the the conditions. What what's going to be like? Are the greens how the greens going to be playing? You know, and, and things like that. And they can they can they can filter down to about twenty five blokes who they know their game suits that course, and they can filter down to about that that period. Okay, and then you can. And then they just plug in a load of data, strokes gained. Don't know what that means, but it probably means something. And um, mate, they and and they can just find a top five, and then they'll just put a bet on who they think out of that top five. And it's crazy. Huh? I, I believe it. I mean, I'll tell you though, my what I do in terms of golf betting, which I should really just stick to because I'm such a big loser in other sports, is you know if you can find courses that you know, whether you've walked them, you've watched them a lot on TV. It's really just a lot of golf watching, to be honest, or playing. You can, it is often, you know, current form, layout, you know, horses for courses. And you do have to always look at the balance on risk reward. I mean, honestly, this is no joke. I, I played Olympia Fields with Ethan's dad about three, four weeks before the BMW was there. And I was thinking to myself, I thought that day, that night, I'm like, I'm betting Holland on this track. Um, he can carve this place up. Um, and there he did. And what did he shoot? Like course record 61 on Sunday, I think. Um, so I think there is a lot to the form, the courses for courses. I think that's the right fit. Um, I'm sure you're, what you're referring to that data is much better than whatever my eyes are telling me. Um, but I think that's the, that's gotta be the approach um, for betting on golf winners. Mm. It's just go. the way they filter down to like a, a few absolute bankers that yeah. they know the course suits them. And I'm pretty sure, 90 percent sure the winner is going to come out of that bracket of 25 players. And then you can just use 
use the data to filter down your top five, then all of a sudden you got a pretty good look at. Well, I think one of the biggest elements too, honestly, Charlie is. So I, I always group Victor Hovland and Brooks Kepka in one bucket. And then I group somebody like Patrick Cantlay um, in a much different bucket. And where I'm going with it is when I'm thinking even separate horses for courses, I'm thinking, what are the toughest tracks out there? And we're more playing those. That's when I'm always betting Hovland or Kepka. They play the toughest tracks, usually the best. As they're thinking, well, he'll even say it. I need to beat 10 guys out here because the other 60, 80, 100, 150 are going to eliminate themselves versus, you know, you get a guy like Cantley or somebody who's just even frankly worries sometimes. These guys who can just go flag hunting and birdie hunting all the time. And you get a guy like Hovland or Kepka, they're not going to win these tournaments that are 20 under par. Um, so I think that's an important consideration gambling too on golf. Absolutely. Right then. Um, Hank, I think we are about at that time where we'll say thank you very much for uh, for joining us today. Sounds like we've got a couple of stories we might need to have you back on to tell us. Um, <laughs> getting in a fight with Mickelson seems like a good deal. Um, good story. Yeah. We will, what we'll say is we will we'll avidly watch them gamble on the Ryder Cup and then depending on the outcome, we'll have you back on the week after. Um, we have a <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to do a show. recap and then, um, say, we have and then Charlie can ask me again what my balance is. Yeah, yeah. 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 We have a tradition on this show of uh, avoiding awkward podcasts. So I think if America rolls, then we'll probably just push that. You coming back on a few weeks and, and have yeah. it at an easier time. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, if you're, like a win, you're welcome back. You're welcome back the next day. Absolutely. Fair enough. Well, I will join even if America gets rolled. Um, <laughs> I always show up. So I'll be thank here you and you guys can beat on me pretty good. And, and thank <laughs> you for having me today. All right, guys. Mate, it's, mate, it's been brilliant to have you, mate. Excellent to meet you. And um, you're a fine bloke. All right. You guys, thank you. Thank you. There you go. That is the American mate. perspective. Mate, top class. Yeah, top class, class mate. Just before we, we finish, mate, I, I know that was obviously talking to Hank was the main bit of what we had, to, you know, wanted to come on and do today. But, um, mate, fucking stunning performance from Chelsea yet again on the weekend. <laughs> had to mention it. I thought we'd, uh, I thought we'd get through without this one. No, we would but, not. Um, talk about he's done it again, nominee. I'm going to start with Pochettino. Yeah. He's yeah. done it again. That fucking little bastard. He's <laughs> but Levi Lee, Lee Colwell, a well known left back. I mean, the well -known, only, and, and, and the well known captain, Conor Gallagher, who he was trying to shift in the summer. Fucking okay, you know, I hate him. Yeah. Mate, he's like, he's, he, he seems to be like a prodigy. He's, he's a project. He's the next link. Giving him the armband. He's the next link. Mate. He'll be he'll be like a young mate in everyone's mind when he's. I don't know what anyone's pleasing him. It's, it's he's another like teacher's pet, mate. Yeah. Chelsea teams seem to brew like favourites. Yeah. And mate, well, I, I can't that. even work out how he's the favourite. He's trash. He yeah. loses the ball yeah. and he gives away stupid fouls. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a yeah. rut, mate. Every yeah. single Chelsea fan is just in a humongous rut because yeah. like we, we talk about it every week. But we spent a billion pounds. <laughs> a billion pounds. And you look at that team with Gallagher skippering, and you're just like, where's it gone, mate? Literally, mate. Literally, I saw a West Ham fan tweet about, like, they've spent a billion quid and I'd rather have our team. And you sort of laugh it off, and then you look at it and you go, actually, <laughs> I probably would. Like, mate, I look at it, mate. A... It's so questionable. Mate, there was a there was a post which was, did you see it on on Sky the um, the the cost of Brighton's full starting eleven, it was like twelve quid, sixteen point <laughs> two million, yeah, sixteen million, and that's, <laughs> and mate, they'd batter us, they'd absolutely batter us, yeah, yeah, oh, it's a good deal, mate, and um, you know, one of your best signings, I'd have to say, Nicholas Jackson, mate, that that one particular clip of him, sort of threw on goal hoofing it miles into the stands. Um, mate, that poor Bournemouth He kicked it out of the ground. Bournemouth's a small stadium, mate. He weren't that far off kicking it out of the ground. Yeah. Well, mate, I actually went to the Exeter football ground the other, the other day and it's actually quite a nice, it's probably a nicer place than, than the Vitality, to be honest. Yeah, Considering Exeter in uh, League One. Pretty run you know? Lovely little ground. We don't need to shit on Bournemouth today. They got a great point against the... Uh, well, actually, no. I mean, in fairness, Chelsea at home, you've got to win that one, so... 
Not a great Mate, I think that that I think they'd be gutted to not come over three points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they will be actually. It's a good, good, good point. Yeah. I'm not even joking. <laughs> no, no, I'm, no, I'm not even. Yeah, I'm past joking at this point. <laughs> But yeah, it's tough. When do you play Luton Town next? Oh, mate. Hopefully next week. <laughs> yeah. Find a way. I, I wonder if they could come back to Stamford Bridge. That'd be nice. It's roll over. <laughs> can we sort that out? Two games in the, in the same year? You know, that'd be, that'd be lovely. Yeah, yeah. Considering we almost got rolled by AFC Wimbledon, it's, it's been a good year. Yeah, mate. I you was know? sort of having a chuckle to myself while that game was going on. I was like, okay... Losing yeah. is a Premier League season. I mean, if they lose this, that really would be like all-time moment. Yeah, mate. I, mate, to be honest, I'd like to say thank you to you, mate, because uh, you're being a very considerable Hammers fan. You know, it'd be very easy for you to be an absolute twat <laughs> right now. Well, the good news but, is, um, mate, I don't really mate, need to. Um, I don't really need to say much because the the Premier League table does all the talking. Uh, in, indeed, guys, um, yeah, yeah, you know, indeed. You've 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 spent yeah. all the money. You know, uh, typical Chelsea stuff, and then. Um, you know, you 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 you've been shit. <laughs> I don't I don't really need to tell you actually. Right? <laughs> um, yeah. Just... Well, mate, before um before before we before we sign off, I'd like to say one last thing, which is um incredible news. I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm sure you saw it. I'm sure I'm sure the listeners, the many that there are, saw it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who wasn't Max Verstappen has won Formula One. Everyone, really. Wow, mate! Unbelievable! It shows you that it's actually a decent sport if you just tell Red Bull to fuck off. <laughs> Who was it, mate? Carlos Sainz, the oh. Ferrari man. Oh, good. Mate, actually, actually, I saw the highlights, and Lando Norris, Sainz, and George Russell were all within about a second on the final lap. Incredible, wow. mate! How I'll go and watch that. How interesting! Yeah, yeah. It was opposed to the usual oh, thing where Max Verstappen wins by somewhere in the region of twenty-seven minutes. They're the best ones. They're, they're why I sign up for well, Formula One. Well, mate. you know what's going to happen next week. Yeah, you'll probably batter them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming... And, uh, and the everyone reason, incredible season. The only reason that he didn't win this week, presumably F1 put diesel in his car or something like that instead of pet, something along those lines. I can't think of any other reason. Yeah, well, they yeah, well they thought it, it'd grow the fan base by uh, telling the staff and just to use... Take a week off. Use tyres or something. Yeah. 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 yeah, good. All right. Well, mate, maybe it wasn't actually happening in the car. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's point. It's yeah, very cheers. possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, cheers, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I've said for a long time F one could be interesting, but 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 isn't. Um, and you know, you never know. Maybe this is the start of a new era. I don't think it is. Hopefully though, not. Personally. But 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, that'll be all for us this week. Um, we look forward to being back with you next week. Um, as long as when I get shut down again by uh, by the by the podcasting the fuckers. hours that be, um, we'll, we'll do what we can and um, you know do do the business. Give us the five star reviews. Um, give us give us the good comments. We appreciate that very greatly. Tell your mates. Tell them to get on, get and have a listen. And um, we'll be back with with our standards. You know he's done it again. And and the new segments next week. Uh, that's all for me, Charlie. We'll see you next week, mate. Yeah, cheers, boys. Cheers for listening. Cheers. 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 Cheers.